You were saying something about you're going to replace Johnny Knoxville. Or something. I don't want to get in trouble on another fucking podcast. Who's the biggest pussy on Jackass? I'm glad that you're not an instigator. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flagrant. And uh, I'm incredibly excited to bring out today's guest. He is, without a doubt, one of the greatest entertainers in history. Mm. I agree. I truly believe this. I completely agree. If you're really looking at the amount of hours yes. that you've been entertained yes. and probably dying laughing, mm. I'm trying to find someone who could compete with him. Yeah, just the breadth of content is nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Nuts play a lot. Yeah. <laughs> nuts play a huge that role was in used the content. Specifically. Oh, you're good. You're good at yeah. this. You've done this before. I don't want to take any longer. I think it's time to bring out our guest. What do you think, boys? Let's do it. I think it's time. Give it up right now. A big flagrant welcome to the one, the only, Steve O'Leary. Hey. Here he is. What do you think about that, man? You think you are one of the greatest entertainers in history? Well, I, uh... He can't say it. <laughs> yeah, he's not he well. clearly can't. thinks it. That pause was a <laughs> confirmation. We saw those contract negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> the pause was, uh... Because really what... Whether I'm better than anybody else is not important. Yeah. What I think is important is that we look at what I've done, you know, shoving things up my butt, like, things that are just, yeah. like... Nobody could argue that there's any uh, real value. Yeah, right. Right. You know, there's nothing. It's not important. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 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 not yeah, yeah. important. But How, however, I subscribe to the belief that many people, if not most people, don't actually enjoy their job. Maybe aren't happy in their marriage. Like have health concerns. What? Any? Yeah. Any number of things stressing them out and, mm. and inter interfering with their serenity. And I'm not going to fix any of those problems. Yeah. But when people are engaged with my art, they're distracted from them. And that is a huge gift. Mm. That, is a, that is a huge gift. And it is a noble effort on my part. So I'm not important. I am an asshole. But I am noble. And I like to give myself the, the title of professional distraction therapist. Yeah. Oh, like that. No, that's I would I would think beautiful. that that is honest and pure. Beautiful. Thank you. Amazing distraction. It's hard to not it's hard to look away. Yeah. When yeah. you are doing your thing, do you consider it art? Um sure. And let me say too, the distraction therapist is a very secondary title. Uh my primary title is attention whore. <laughs> because that 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 is what drives me in every decision that I make. Really, every action that I take. You it, want the attention. It's it's just in it's in my DNA. It's it's at my core. It's all I care about is look at me, look at me. Why? There's uh Oh, we're going Oprah today. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going yeah, Oprah cool. today. How was your childhood? You don't, <laughs> were you molested? I, I, I'm not aware that I was molested. In not any aware. Way. You were knocked out. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Cosby show extra. <laughs> you don't have to be Sigmund Freud mm -hmm. to uh, to guess that neglect from my parents played a role. Not to disparage yeah. my parents, but my father was a wildly successful corporate 
businessman. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pepsi, right? He was the president of Pepsi Cola in all of Brazil when I was six months old, which is why uh, I, after being born in England, yes. I moved to Brazil at six months old. I saw that, yeah. Spoke yeah. my first words in Portuguese because I was raised by living maids. Oh, wow. And... Um, and so, yeah, mom and dad weren't around a whole lot. Yeah. I also grew What was up, mom doing? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Uh, mom was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mom, mama, on my mom's side. <laughs> like, he ain't learned yeah. a lesson. You know what I mean? On my mom's side drink? of the family, every sing- it never skipped a generation. Oh, not really? once. On and my mom's side of the family, That's why you're sober, yeah. 100%. Well, it's not necessarily why, because I'm the only person on my mom's side of the family who got sober. Oh, wow. Everybody yeah. else literally is already dead from causes related directly to wow. alcohol. Jesus. Cirrhosis of the liver, like, you know, this, this and that. It's all... Are you Native American or something? <laughs> no, I just have I English, just, actually, which is second. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, but they're right. drinking. Now, now, built for that. Yeah, true. That doesn't include my generation. Gotcha. Uh, but but my mom, her brother, her sister, her mother, her oh. father, all the way up to as far as we even know, everybody uh, was alcoholic and, you know. Jesus. A lot, a lot of suicide and, and drugs and and stuff like that, so... Um, that perhaps plays a little bit of a role. And I grew up in five different countries. I was going to ask that exact question. Did moving around a lot, was it easy to fit in by just doing crazy shit? And people are like, I like that guy. Yeah. I, you know, I wish it was the case, but in, in reality, my acting out for attention, like, really did not work well for me in grade school. Really? Yeah. I was like, yeah, everyone check it out. Like, dude. I would, I remember in third grade, like getting everybody to gather around in the cafeteria and just like unscrewing a salt shaker and just like consuming, (laughs) which you would think would be pretty awesome, but nobody thought it was cool. Everyone was like, oh, weird, creepy. You know, that that was in uh, Miami. Mm. And and then in England in fifth grade, and and I, I, I love this story. I remember it so well. Like, Fifth grade, you're 10 years old. And uh, I had like one of my last baby teeth, like where I could just sense that it was starting to come loose. Mm. And I knew at that point that if you ripped out your baby tooth before it's ready to come out, it's just going to bleed like crazy. So I I noticed this and and I go into my um, fifth grade Spanish class and, and I just have this plan. So I immediately go and sit down next to the prettiest girl in the class, which otherwise I never would have done. Before sitting down, I say to this girl, I don't have to be in class today. I can leave whenever I want. And, you know, she's thinking like, okay, weird, creepy, <laughs> you know? And then I sit down and the class starts and I just rip out this tooth, like super violent and all the blood comes. And with like a mouthful of blood, I raise my hand and say to the teacher, teacher, like, uh, you know, I'm bleeding. I got to go to the nurse. And the teacher says like, go, go. And I stand up, I turn to the girl, I go, told you so. <laughs> and I'm just like running through the halls of the school, like so proud of myself, just like, you know, gallivanting around and, that's just another example of how my acting out for attention did not uh, win over <laughs> my peers. Like nobody, yeah, yeah. I actually had a sixth grade report card where the the actual comment that the teacher wrote, my homeroom teacher wrote, 
Um, Steve is desperate for the approval and like of, of his peers, the, the affection and yeah. approval of his peers. Yeah. But everything he does seeking this uh, approval <laughs> seems, to, seems to have the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> seems to have the opposite effect. So, so I, that was the dynamic. I just turned everybody against me. I was very, very not successful in in. But was that the beauty of Jackass? Is like all these guys that were all misfits in the world kind of found a group of people that they all got along with and kind of were understood by? Later in life, it it worked out very well for me. And and that is a great dynamic to Jackass. But to answer the question. Which you're a very big part of and maybe the biggest part of. (laughs) And it'd probably be nothing without you. Just want to let you know. Well, thank you. (laughs) And you deserve all the money you asked for. (laughs) Because of the numbers. You're putting up real numbers. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, well, thank you. Yeah. But, But like for all the moving I did. But let's talk about that. Like, who's Johnny? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you were saying something about you're going to replace Johnny Knoxville or something like that. You said you're coming for his spot. That's I, what you I, said. I, I said nothing of the sort. Yeah. But uh, I, I did fight pretty hard um, when the contract negotiations were How happening. How much did you want? How much did you want? I, I, I didn't um, I didn't really get shit. No, no. How much did you want, though? Oh, how much did I want? Five million. Was it a number, uh, uh, like a dollar amount or a percentage amount? It was, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Definitely I wanted more points. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, okay. I, I you wanted back end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. back end. That's Come always on. been kind of the model. a business savant. Yeah, yeah, Look at his yeah, dad. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and you know, the, the reality Would is. Would you say you're the Pepsi of Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny the Coke? Is that what's going uh, on? And you guys are like nah, vying I, for the top spot? I'm more of the Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> and there is no war. Uh huh. Sure. You know there there is no war. Yeah. But um, the uh the 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 whole attention whore in me, the look at me, this and and Knoxville's always been like such a, like a big brother, you know, and and the Jackass director Jeff Tremaine's always been like this demented father figure, yeah. you know, and like Spike Jones, who's also one of the, the he's just yeah. been this like godlike figure, you know, and <laughs> yeah. like. Like these guys, their opinion, you know, you spend your whole life trying to get your dad to approve of you. And, you know, yeah. like you always want like the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. For yeah. So, so going into that, the, everything that I was fighting for, I mean, really what I wanted was just for them to acknowledge like, Hey, you know, Steve, for the last 10 years, you know, Fucking worked. You've been killing it, and I wanted just that acknowledgement. Yeah. Of, of, uh, and, and did the they only... give you that? No. <laughs> Damn, you didn't get the points or the love. Fuck, no, man. I didn't get shit. But um, in hindsight, it was. I mean, and and up to that point in in my career with Jackass, mm-hmm. I had never once even countered an offer. It was always on every season of the TV show, every yeah. one of the movies. It was always merely an exercise in me finding out what they were willing to give me and yeah. accepting it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that that had eaten at me. And I just thought, man, I, I never stood up for myself. I never fought for more. And I wanted to do it differently with this last movie. And in doing so, 
I've now had that experience. Oh, <laughs> so, so I've scratched that itch. It yeah. didn't get me anywhere. He bled. You know, I'm glad yeah. that I don't have to spend the rest of my life wondering what it would have been like to fight for myself. Yeah. And, and now I know. And it's not worth it, you're saying. It, it's, it's really not. And, yeah. and <laughs> in, this, in, in, in the case of Jackass, I'm not saying it's not yeah. worth it to fight for yourself. Is Johnny like a ruthless businessman? I mean, the, the collective of Dick House Productions, which is what it is. Yeah. Um, they're, I mean, I... Yeah, they're they're uh, they're really intense businessmen, but they're also absolute geniuses. You know, and I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, 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 I, I had so much fun watching it. I think the first time I even started watching like this genre was when the CKY2K sure. tape came out, and I remember me and my friends like for a summer trying to like tie a, a leash on a bee after we froze it. <laughs> oh my like, god! There oh, all these, they, they did that. Yeah, huh? they did all these amazing pranks. Oh, it was so funny. About that. And uh, and then obviously Jackass came on, and then it was just so entertaining. You just you could not look away, and you were this fucking superstar on it, and um, and Johnny's really stolen your look. I feel like <laughs> he's starting to speak like you. He got teeth. Even he's coming for you, bro. I, 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 he's coming for your shit, dude. I don't know that Knoxville's teeth aren't real. If they're not, he got them a long fucking time ago because I don't think they've changed. Have they? No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. they, they. They've not. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, like, I can't take anything away from Knoxville or Dick House, and uh, I'm glad that I tried to fight for myself. I'm, I'm yeah. happy that I had the experience. Yeah. But in, in hindsight, and if there are any uh, future Jackass projects, I'm never going to bother with that again because the reality is I have worked hard enough to set up all these other different yeah. revenue streams. You're doing good. You know? So the movie comes out and it's an engine driving all of my other revenue streams. So I might have the same exact contract as any number of the other guys on Jackass, but yeah. I get more out of it because 100%. I've got other stuff set up. Yeah. Damn, that was a shot, yo. <laughs> you guys heard that? that what, was was it? Shot. what was it? Yo, I got other stuff set up, so I might get more out of it than these other guys. <laughs> the other guys, no, you didn't but, even say but, their names. But you're right. A lot of dudes. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble on another fucking podcast. <laughs> no, like, everything's fine. <laughs> Johnny, he just got a brand new website. He did. Steve to compete with Johnny's new website. Dude. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that Johnny constantly does. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like if he just finally just quit that shit and just let you be great, the great guy that you are, then everything would be fine. But yeah, let's let's go check out his website. You want to see it? Okay. This is johnnyknoxville.com. Okay. okay. All right. Wow. It sounds like it would be Johnny Knoxville's website. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. over 18. Let's check yeah. it out. Oh, you have to be 18 to enter. Johnny Knoxville, welcome to my Okay. <laughs> Well, those are those are penises in there coming on Johnny Knoxville's hair, changing the color of it to gray. It's gray hair now. I think that. Wow. And now it's yeah. a guy with balls like a pit bull and, and a cavernous asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we're inside the asshole for yeah. everybody who's yeah. not staying at home. For sure. Wow. Okay. And it seems like all you can buy on Johnny Knoxville's website is Steve O merch. Yeah. Dude, is this an elaborate prank? It's that you're playing with Johnny Knoxville. Is this what this is that we're what? watching right now? Um, it, 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 it's a high level prank war that we did engage in fairly recently. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Now, and, now, and, and when we, that we being my team, yeah. the Steve-O team, when we looked up johnnyknoxville.com, we somehow found it to be available for purchase <laughs> and, and, and I bought it and 
I'm the proud owner of johnnyknoxville.com, and I would love to encourage everyone to go and see this incredible thing that I have built for <laughs> <laughs> You should have t-shirts that are just johnnyknoxville.com as your merch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went into Johnny Knoxville's butthole, and all I got was this dirty <laughs> <laughs> Why did you um, swallow cum? Wait, Why did this? I swallow cum? Okay, which time? <laughs> um... I think what you're talking about is on. <laughs> I only asked it to see Alex's reaction. Alex doesn't like to have white boy fun. No, and, and you, you guys have a lot in common. You, you both definition of white boy fun. Yes, 100. Yeah. percent But you guys both went to jail in Sweden. We'll talk well, about that in a little bit. That. That's great. But but I want to hear about the cum swallowing. Yeah, I've never done it. I curious to go without it. I mean, it actually, yeah. it, it ties directly into. Uh, how and why I went to jail in Sweden because um, <laughs> I feel like what happened when you're in jail. <laughs> in, in 2001, uh, <laughs> it, it was it was 2001 when Jackass was was brand new on TV. I packed up my car and and, and drove cross country to live in LA. And when I got to LA, Chris Pontius and I had a competition to see who could stay homeless for the longest. He was living out of his car. I was sort of living out of my car. Our objective was to each night find a different um, loose woman to spend the night with (laughs) and and, and just avoid ever getting our own place. I lost the the competition in, in very short order. Um, because I, I was a drug addict and, and really needed a place to hole up and, and do drugs. But for a time there, we, we were both staying at this one girl's house. And um, Both of you sleeping with her? No. And, and uh, she um, was out of town. We were watching the house for her. We slept with two different, we brought two different chicks to the house. So we're watching this this girl's house. She had a boyfriend, and she also had a dog. I think the dog was her boyfriend's dog. So I hump this Danish chick in in her bed, right? And like, and I get done as I used to do with my condom. I took it off, tied it in in a knot, and twirled it around, like uh, <laughs> twirled it around, and and I threw it on the floor. Okay. Thought nothing of it. I went outside to the living room. I'm smoking a cigarette, and I see the dog. This 10-pound Boston Terrier goes just <laughs> running into the room. And I think, mm. you know, then when I walk into the room, the fucking condom's not on the floor anymore. And I'm thinking, oh, no, what's happened? So I'm going to vomit. <laughs> so, I, so I'm like, the worst thing I can possibly imagine is that this dog has picked up the condom and taken it for a victory lap around the apartment and just dropped it somewhere where, like, the boyfriend's going to find it. Uh, and so he's going to come back and he's yeah. going to be like, what the fuck is there a condom doing in my girlfriend's yeah. room, you know? And also a bad possibility was the dog swallowing the condom and it getting wrapped up in its intestines and and uh, killing the dog. So I'm freaking out. And for the next, like, few days, I'm just doing drugs, staying awake, and just trying to follow this fucking dog around, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to follow this dog yeah. everywhere That's it goes. That's why you were doing the drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay awake. Exactly. See where this dog shit. Get exactly. my combat. Yeah. I ended up passing out after a bender, and when I woke up, I found 
a, a little pile of dog poo, and one of the, it was so beautiful, this one, this one log of dog poo just morphed into the actual condom. And, <laughs> still intact? <laughs> totally still intact. And, and, and I, gra- I grabbed my video camera, and I, I, I grabbed my video camera, I filmed it, yeah. and, uh, and in filming it, I picked up, or I, I pinched the, the ring of the condom and lifted it up in there, and it just crackled and crackled. And as it became fully, like, hanging, the, the, the piece of dog poo was just sticking out sideways, and the whole condom with the load fully intact. <laughs> it like, like, more than filling up the reservoir tip of the condom. Yeah. And it was just the most, I, I called it the poo rubber, and it was like, <laughs> but, but the thing was that that inspired an idea where I thought, okay, well, if a dog can swallow a condom, plus I kind of like, if you think about it, I sort of sodomized the dog. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you, know, you came in the dog. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I came in the dog. Yeah. It's butt. And, uh, <laughs> it's mouth, actually. <laughs> in yeah. both, yeah. Yeah, I, I, what do you call it? I made it airtight. And um, so I thought that I kind of owed it to the dog. You know, if, if the dog, so I decided that I owed it to the dog, I owed it to myself, that that I should swallow a condom myself. So <laughs> to make it even. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the and if a dog can do it, then I can do it. Yeah. And, and so it, it, my first inspiration for this idea when I was you on have tour. Odd definition of payback. <laughs> <laughs> like if I loan you twenty dollars, you just pay me twenty dollars. You know what I right. mean? You don't need to suck right. someone's dick. <laughs> so 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 I go over to, to Europe and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a bit called the international drug smuggler. I'm going to put a bunch of weed into a condom, tie it in a knot, and I'm going to swallow it in one country, fly to the next country and shit it out, open it up and smoke it. You're good. Mm. That's where I got in trouble in, in Sweden because uh, I had swallowed this condom in Norway. I bragged to the press about you know how like I thought I might die of intestinal strangulation because it's been over six days and it's still not coming out. Maybe it's blocking up my intestines. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> the, the cops read about it in the newspaper. And uh, they they arrested me after I shit it out and smoked it all. <laughs> yeah, but still, I spent five days in jail in Sweden, and and I made that a bit in in my last multimedia comedy special. But each bit in my last multimedia comedy special that was like an old story, I wanted to pay off with a new stunt. So I uh, did another condom stunt. I asked my buddy Chris Pontius to come over to my house while my dad was there and go into the bathroom, put a condom on, and jack off into it, blow a good, healthy load, and then come out <laughs> and uh, and hand it to me in, in front of my dad mm. so I could say, oh Dad, gosh. like, that's real cum, yeah. you know, in this yeah. condom, tied in a knot. Yeah, yeah. And then I swallowed that. Was he finally proud of you? Uh, <laughs> 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 he... He's proud of. Uh, Was that the inspiration for Crystal Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely swallowed a hot load. It was. It was still warm. He blew it and handed it to me. He literally handed it to me. The like within like a minute of blowing that load. Do you think any got on the outside? Oh my god! Like he didn't get the. That's I, what you're worried about is the outside. Well, yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't think anything. Got I don't mind the, the inside part, but I think a what? little bit might have dripped on the outside. What? You don't mind what the inside. going you don't on. Mind the inside it's part. Covered by the dog. It went through yeah. the dog. It's gonna go through you. No, it's not covered by. This is a different condom. This is 
condom. His boy came in. Yeah, yeah. But it's inside the condom. None of the yeah, condom is yeah, actually yeah. touching it. Condom, you can right. swallow that shit. No, like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not Steve. Like I think that <laughs> I don't think any condom was past the knot. So no, I don't think anything any semen was past the he knot. You don't even know. I don't think because right. you're nutting in it, right? And then you're taking it off, and a little bit is left at the tip. Maybe. And it might have been. Yeah, I think you have. But but may, yeah. may, maybe maybe <laughs> I think maybe you have. maybe I directly. Uh, you know, ingested hmm. my bros come. I love Chris Pontius. I'm okay yeah. with that. Okay. Yeah. Why, why now, you, you want to get really ready to barf. I don't yeah. know if I do, man. Yeah, I do. Here, I like here we go. It's close. Go. Keep going. I am close. Really the thing yeah. is that I, I, I'm now a much healthier guy. I take better care of myself. Back yeah. in 2003 in Sweden, it took more than six and a half days. But this time, when I swallowed Chris Pontius's hot load, it came out in like 12 hours or something. <laughs> Less than 24 hours, I shit out this, this condom full of cum. Yeah. And, and I went running upstairs. My dad was still staying in my house. Dad, dad, check it out. It, it already came out. And so I had it, and I saved it. Then when I actually taped the special, I... Invited my dad out onto the stage with Chris Pontius. Oh, fucking goodness. I, un I unpacked this actually shit-covered, cum-filled condom, <laughs> which I had shit out. And it's all brown and fucking... And I said, Dad... I'm swallowing it again. <laughs> How many months apart? How many months apart? Yes. It was. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I swallowed I mean, it again. With the shit all over. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's tough to shit something out and not have any shit on it. <laughs> yeah, that that and and, and I want to give credit for that idea to. <laughs> this is good. Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh, I, really? I, I, I brought Fucking Tony, Tony, man. I, I Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dog. Yeah. I had a draft of, of the show because, you know, I was cutting it all together with the multimedia. And, and uh, I had a draft. I was getting ready to tape the special. And um, I brought Tony Hinchcliffe over when I screened it for him to get notes and feedback and stuff. And Tony saw... Me swallow the condom from my dad, and and I think I said I'd still have it. He goes, dude, swallow it again on oh stage with the special. <laughs> I was like, I think that might be too much. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> that might be too much, but I'm in. Okay, anything you've said no to? Yeah, yeah. I want to know what you'll say no to at this point. What's the I, prank that you said no? I'm not doing this. Are you asking that because the last video I put on my YouTube channel is actually called Ten Stunts I Backed Out Of? No. You didn't know that. <laughs> Guys, go check out his YouTube channel and turn this podcast off right now. <laughs> and, uh, I just wanted to know one. <laughs> well, the, the one that's uh, well publicized was um, the toy car up the butt, which I backed out of. Why? It's a little toy car. When, when I told my dad in 2002. He didn't say no strongly enough? <laughs> he, he said Oh no, <laughs> which was different. I could hear the disappointment in his voice, and uh, I just thought I can't do that. To How my big dad. a toy car? Matchbox. You, we couldn't say Matchbox for. Uh, yeah, you no, wouldn't yeah. just put a Matchbox car up your butt. Yeah. Um, it started out as a flip phone. <laughs> then it, that's a little crazy. That, that it started out as a flip phone, but that wasn't logistically realistic. So they changed it to a Matchbox car. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and and that's what where you said no. You right, took it, it, a it, hot it, load. 
Well, that but not a it. Hot Wheels. <laughs> I, I probably would have said no to swallowing a hot load in 2002 as well. You got to understand uh, this. Is, the bar has consistently gone up and up. Yeah. Back then, in 2002, the bar was sufficiently low that uh, it was too That's much. That's what porn to- stars often say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that is what happens, right? It's like you guys do these things and you have to up it every single yeah, time so you can't much. do the same pranks. And now you're just putting yourself in potential danger. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, my new tour is, uh, it's called the Bucket List Tour, and good God, did I raise the bar for that. Yeah, we saw the intro. It looks wild. Yeah, I mean, the intro's not even, like, particularly... That was crazy. I mean, it's crazy, and it was expensive, and I love a good Would you take a dick in the butt? Oh, man, I don't want to give up my creative... (laughs) 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 I don't... (laughs) Oh my god. I see here's the thing about about my <laughs> No 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 Let him tell us about his art. Go go yeah. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Here's the thing about my but Tell Alex because it'll be more fun. <laughs> it's, so it's not original though. It's <laughs> that, that the thing about my creative plans yeah. is that I I can be pretty comfortable about leaking them out because nobody's doing it. Nobody's fucking yeah. stealing my ideas. So, so, um, that there's a whole community stealing that idea to be honest. Yeah, yeah. With you. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, now I, I want to, uh, sort of paint a picture here, like with, with the, with the bucket list, right? With the bucket list, yes. I, I got butt ass naked and jacked off with another man strapped to my back in an airplane actually managed to simultaneously ejaculate as I was falling out of an airplane at 15,000 feet. That it seems was, fun. Uh, he came too. It was, uh, he did not come, but no, that, that's too much. He this was, is <laughs> fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I had a medical professional in disguise administer stolen general anesthesia drugs into my arm while I was riding a bicycle. Fucking super legal, super funny, <laughs> super awesome. You know, like the, 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 the actual the, question: Were you worried about that? Because you're sober. That's kind of that's right. the craziest part of it to me. Right. It, it, it's uh, it's that's a very the craziest. Part. Yeah, bro. <laughs> this guy's a full blown addict. He's getting anesthesia. Right. I mean, the, most of the ideas on my bucket list were old ones, and and this idea for the the general anesthesia. Him doing bike ride. general anesthesia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. It's a concern. Anything that he said. Yeah. He yeah. ate yeah. shit no, no, of this right. stunt. Oh, right. this stunt. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. Like, yeah, I, it's the most concerning <laughs> thing for me as a sober guy. Yeah. But the, the original idea on the bucket list was um, to take on trophy hunters to, to promote tranquilizer darts. I thought instead of killing animals, these trophy hunters could use tranquilizer darts, <laughs> not kill them. And so that inspired me to come up with an idea to line up for a foot race with one of my bros. On your mark, get set, they shoot tranquilizer That's darts hilarious. into our butt cheeks. That's hilarious. And then we sprint for distance. That's so funny. That's funny. And whoever That's makes super it. super funny. Thank you. Whoever makes it the farthest before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. You know, did you do that? Well, my man Scott Randolph, who's just off camera right over there, I asked him to to find somebody who has a tranquilizer dart gun. Yeah. And and in short order, Scott's good. He, yeah. he, he tells me it's like maybe a day or two later, he says, I got a guy in Alabama. And so we get on the phone with the guy in Alabama and he's like all gung ho. He's like, Yeah, I got it, you know. But Tiger King. <laughs> for sure. But but I found out 
that the drug in the darts is ketamine. You know how you hear about yeah, ketamine, like yeah, horse yeah. tranquilizer. Yeah, 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 you know, they yeah. talk about ketamine's horse tranquilizer. That's yeah. what it fucking is. Tranquilizer yeah. darts are ketamine. And as an addict, I loved ketamine so yeah. much. So I'm like, fuck, I can't do it. But I was in this like tug of war because my my ambition was now directly at odds with my recovery. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I was going crazy. Like, I'm just going to fucking do it anyway. Yeah. You know, but thank God I didn't. Yeah. And before uh, I've lost my mind, it occurred to me that in sobriety, now 14 years of sobriety. I've uh, Amazing. Since I got clean and sober, I've had untold fucking surgeries, medical procedures that knock me out and I've never relapsed after the general anesthesia. So mm. to answer your question, I um, was concerned about it, but much less so about general anesthesia than ketamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the biggest pussy on Jackass? <laughs> like who's the guy that you always got to convince to do shit? He's always complaining. He's always whining. I'm glad that you're not an instigator. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I love you guys and Jackass. Okay, right. thank you guys very much for all the entertainment. Yeah, it's you're comedy, amazing, guys. It's shtick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that uh, YouTube title. <laughs> I, I describe, or I like to think of, like the characters in Jackass, kind of like superheroes in that. Each guy has his own superpower. You know, like for Knoxville, it's absolutely bulls. That is his superpower. Bulls? Bulls. He's just very uh, comfortable in With front of animal bulls. bulls. Yeah, bulls. Getting like knocked by like in a bull ring. Yeah. Like a bullfighter, but. So his. Getting... his, his he stands in his front of. His superpower is just, <laughs> his, just his, bulls. <laughs> His superpower is, yeah. it, is his willingness to stand in front of a bull yeah. and let what will be be. <laughs> the most violent hits you've yeah. ever seen it spinning is, like a ragdoll. Yeah. I mean, okay. on, on the last Jackass movie, yeah. he, he uh, got stood in front of a bull, got scooped. And sent into a, a one and a half <laughs> rotation flip where he landed on his head. Yeah. Got a brain hemorrhage. Oy. Broken rib, broken wrist, or wrist, yeah, wrist yeah. Um, and uh, a concussion. Are you guys <laughs> working? <laughs> Wait, he had brain bread and he yeah, yeah, yeah. Also a concussion. Yeah. He had a brain bleed yeah. and a concussion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you at all worried about? Are you guys worried about like CT and shit? Um, Do you think yeah. that's what happened to Bam? Ooh, I always wondered that that it was just concussions and like. I don't. I'm not a doctor, but uh, <laughs> Doctor Steve, actually, you used to be. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know with the with the Bam situation and. Uh, but I'm fucking worried about Knoxville's brain. I've, I, really? I I have been for, uh, you know, like he's, he's like if you saw the first Jackass movie when he got knocked out by Butterbean, just yeah. the way that he was snoring. When you get knocked out and you're like snoring loudly, like yeah. that's not good for your brain. Yeah. And it just he's just Knoxville's had way too many of those. Yeah. And yeah. certain people, they develop CT. And certain people don't for whatever reason. Right. There's, I asked Tony Hawk. Yo, uh, Tony knows all about this. He was on the pod. Yeah, and he Tony was Hawk. He down. told you about the test you can get. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, 
there's a test that you can take for like a predisposition to have Alzheimer's disease and whether or not you have that is plays a big factor in, in whether your you're going to develop. So I asked Tony, I was like, well, uh, what the fuck do you do if you, the test tells you <laughs> it's yeah, kind of yeah, late yeah. in the game now? Like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to fucking know You don't want to know. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'd rather what not know. Yeah. What, yeah. Like, what do you get to, what are they, I said, like, what, what was your plan if the, if you were positive for the test? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like, oh, do that before you get into jackass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause, Cause what a shitty spot to be in. Oh yeah. I took the test and. I'm fucked. Yeah, goodbye, guys. No, I really wondered that when I saw this stuff happen with Bam. And again, like, you know, I, I remember watching the CKY and CKY2K Dude. videos, which were phenomenal because they were skate videos, but they were right. also the prank stuff. And it was just, right. it was the coolest thing I saw. And this was back, and they were older, but this was back with cassette tapes. I'm 38. Okay. So this is cassette tapes, sure. right? So back in our day, it wasn't like, here's this link. It's right. you had to hand your friends a right. fucking cassette tape and be right. like, trust me, you gotta watch this. And he sold like millions of those. Those were viral as cassettes. Yeah, right. going viral back then was For super sure. hard. It was unbelievable. There was two things I remember going viral back then. It was the old man and the Winnebago's. Uh, Faces of Death was pretty good. Also, <laughs> I heard about that. That was inspiration for happier shit. Right? Like, yeah, the, the old man and the Winnebago was good. Faces of Death was great. And it was CKY. And I remember yeah. seeing that group, and that group was it was fucking hilarious. And and then I don't know, something kind of happened where it went from like fun, jovial, silly to a little bit more dark. On on CKY? No, no, later in his career. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And I was I like, mean, Oof. Yeah, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. And, and Bam was so goddamn genius because in the world of skateboarding, even a diehard skateboarder just couldn't sit there and watch an entire hour of, of nothing skate but skateboard without just going crazy. Yeah. Skateboard videos from the beginning needed some kind of uh, comic yep. relief, something to break yep. up the goddamn monotony of yep. it all. Yep. And, and I, I knew I wasn't that great at skateboarding. That was like initially what brought me to the video camera. But I was like, you know, like I'm not gonna be a fucking pro skateboarder. I'm not that good. So I'm just gonna dedicate myself to being that comic relief to yeah. doing. So I started showing up and skateboard videos just not skating and 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 i was looking for the opportunity to be in other people's skate videos meanwhile bam didn't give up on skateboarding did all the comic relief made his own videos yeah. set up his own di distribution yep he was so fucking creative yeah so talented so entrepreneurial yeah so much younger better looking richer i fucking was so jealous of him <laughs> I mean, I'm like hit with his goddamn Lamborghinis and everything. And he was I was sponsored by Nike. I remember that. I was like, wait, a skateboarder from rural Pennsylvania. I remember him being sponsored by Nike Adio athlete. shoes. Ad, yeah. Ad, Adio. And, I, and I he was playing like, as him in Tony Hawk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the money that he was making Crazy. was staggering. Bro, there was a video where. I forget where this, if it was in the old CKY stuff or it was in earlier stuff with you guys, but they rented a car and got the full insurance on the car <laughs> and then lit the car on fire That's and so destroyed good. the car. Okay, I, I'm gonna, I, please, hate, I, I please. hate to fucking uh, do it. He tells uh, us about the story all the time. He's like, bro, it's the best. I video. thought it was the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm in so the, happy yeah, to you, you, you just weren't looking closely. <laughs> <laughs> If I find out you didn't drink cum. <laughs> I drank. I fucking ate cum, dude. 
But the, here, here's the story, and, and I kind of not mad at him, but like, but but there was uh, not, what, what happened in that the, the inspiration for that bit, and, yeah. and apologies to Bam for for revealing this if it's not widely out there anyway. It's pretty obvious in the clip, but they were coming home from like a skate session or something, like driving down the road, and like what the fuck? There's a car over there on fire. Like uh, so, they were like they were like they, <sighs> they 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 pulled over. They found a car on fire. They pulled over. They got this footage of yeah. the car on fire, and they're like, "What are we gonna do with this fucking footage of the car on fire?" And and Bam was. Like dude, he came up with the genius idea to say let's idea. let's go let's go rent uh, a, a fucking, car and act like, like let's we're... go let's go rent a car oh, and say that we paid oh, for the brilliant. insurance that's actually fucking brilliant. and then end up with the car blowing up and this is you know it, you can't be mad at him for that but, it's, but the thing is that like the car they rented was like a, a totally different shape. Right, right, right. Dude. Oh, wait, are there other things like this? There weren't. CKY was littered with, like, like say, for example, when they're um, kicking the footballs yeah. into the cars. Yeah. Like you can recognize like every fucking person who gets out <laughs> of the car after the football has been kicked into it as like one of their family members. <laughs> like, you know? I respect it more now. Yeah. Like a little part of me is like, wow, you understood production value. You understood right. how to get around these things and how to, I guess, trick the world. Oh, that is, I mean, it, it's, uh, wait, it, is we man really a dwarf? Or is there, like, <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? That's not real. I did. Jackass was very uh, like high on integrity. You know, there were there are precious few things on Jackass that were manipulated in a deceitful way at all. Give me, give me, like uh, what, like what? When when I did the the butt chug, right? That was completely real. The, the Jackass number two. They, I put a beer bong into your in, in my asshole yeah, and they, yeah. they, they uh, pour the beer in and chugging like you see that there's no faking that the as I kick my legs you see the level of beer <laughs> in the hose lower and lower it's all going up my ass see that but, <laughs> but when uh, <laughs> but when but when they took the plunger right and like uh, they, to, to plunge it and all this beer comes out of the plunger like that's one thing off camera they poured a little beer into the plunger but so where did it go if it was all going up in your ass oh I shit out a fuck ton of beer too yeah, but yeah. the but but when he was plunging my beard, like just what spilled out of the plunger that was poured into it on camera. It's like it's a very minor thing, but in the world of jackass and the level of integrity that we always had, like that's a big deal. Mm. Wow. The other the other thing I know of, uh, BMX tug of war, they had. Oh, <laughs> They had, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. fucking phenomenal. The, the, uh, like, um, they, 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 uh, they had Ryan Dunn sitting on a sofa with a rope yeah. tied around yeah. him, and they do the BMX, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 it played in the movie as a split screen. You know, you see, like, the, the bike on, on the one screen, and you see Dunn flying off the sofa on the other. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, the, the, like, the logistics of, of the stunt, like Ryan wasn't getting pulled off the sofa by the, it wasn't enough to pull him and make him go flying with just the bike. Yeah. So they, they, that's why it was split screen. They set up like the, the bike in, you know, on the, the one shot and then on the Ryan Dunn shot split screen, they just had like, you know, a bunch of guys like yeah. pull the, yeah, pull the, uh, uh so that, that's it, was real. Know? Yeah. The I mean, like, part was real. Yeah. 
They, I mean, they fucking pulled his ass off the stove yeah. and fucking hard and flew him into a bunch of cacti. So, yeah. like, you know, you can't get too mad at that either. <laughs> Does anything happen to your guys' balls? Like, you get hit in the balls a lot. And, and like... <clears throat> can you have kids? You know, uh, as, as part of my, my, um, my bucket list tour... Yeah. And what I was going to tell you before is that um, with with all these crazy stunts and, like, how high level they are, like, I'm, I'm proud of... of that it's clever in that the backdrop, like the the theme of the show is the implications of me carrying out all of these various stunts on my relationship with my fiance. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it's, it's, it's a love story. And that's why in that opening sequence, I've got the flowers mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. story is a love story about my relationship and everything in the show is inspired and the narrative is uh, throughout is my relationship. So in the show, when I come to the point of, uh, so we're getting married, I'm engaged, and you know, you can't make, you can't take that leap without agreeing on the kid question. Of course. And neither of us want Mm. kids. Oh, really? Right, so. Uh, because fuck kids. <laughs> no, why? Yeah. You have the opportunity to be this very present father yeah, and you can. You know, right the wrongs that yeah, happen to you. Exactly. I mean, did I tell you about my mom's side of the family? <laughs> no, no. Make sure they don't drink. But is that what you're worried about passing on? I mean, there's there's a genetic component. There's right. there's just the, uh, I'm not very bearish on the world. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, right. sorry, I'm not bullish. bullish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm bearish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm bearish on the world. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, my dad would be bummed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just think that the whole disparity of wealth, the rich getting richer, the poor getting poor, the dwindling opportunity, I don't want it on my conscience that I created a fucking person to struggle with all that. Mm-hmm. But what do you mean dwindling opportunity? Like you- and I had an idea on my bucket list yeah. called the vasectomy Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> also that. Right. And what, what is this about? Well, when I was— I just want to let you know, you've made probably millions of dollars ingesting cum and, like, getting kicked in the balls. That's like, why he can't have any kids. He's going to be eating all his cum. That's, that's fast. Yeah, you're just greedy. No, but I'm saying there's so much opportunity. Like, if, if you can exist— with what you're doing in America, this doesn't happen outside of America. Right. Well, this is the land of opportunity. My my dad, when he heard my plan for the vasectomy Olympics, yeah, which was initially inspired by a bad joke I heard in seventh grade, which was, "What is the definition of macho? A man who jogs home from his own vasectomy." Uh, and I, I didn't give a fuck at the time. I'm 12 oh years old, no. but I just wanted yeah. to be macho. So oh I remembered no. the joke. I grew up with the idea that I was going to get a vasectomy and just do way more than jog and it'd be super, oh super no. macho. Hmm. But before filming the vasectomy and the stunts, which were epic, that we did afterwards, yeah. I knew that I had a finite amount of time to answer the question that you asked, what about your balls? Can you have kids with all of the trauma to the balls? Yeah. And so I could not pass up the opportunity to go to a fertility clinic oh, wow. and get a sperm count before my vasectomy to answer the question. And the average man has roughly 20 to 30 million sperm per milliliter of jizz. And I clocked in at 51 million. There you fucking go. But they're all dumb. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Dude, Scott cranked out a load too. Really? Over there. And, and I. What you got, bro? 
I, I, he, he was very yeah. average on the yeah. count, but there are more criteria to the sperm yeah. count, which I don't draw a lot of attention to. Right. Like my, my, I, I had a fuck ton of sperm, but they're all swimming sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta donate your sperm, dude. That'd be a fun stunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. here, here's the other thing too that uh, I, I absolutely uh, pay every year to keep that load cryogenically frozen. Just in case. Not because I think I'm going to change my mind, but because I've got a fucking idea for that load. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Uh, who's, that, who's that load going in, bro? It's not going in anyone. It's going on a plate with You're everybody. like the Mr. Beast of cum. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of cum content ideas. Right. I mean, dude, like, here's the... Here, this idea was inspired by... Uh, it, it was Preston Lacey came up with it. Inspired by an experience we had in Mexico where I took a vial of my beloved ketamine, yeah. poured it on a glass table, and dried it out with a hairdryer until it was fully dry. And I scraped it up into a line and snorted it. And Preston said, dude, man, what if, what if he fucking blew a load on the table and dried that and then snorted that? And I thought, wow, that's a great idea, but one load's probably not going to cut it. We're going to need the whole cast <laughs> to blow a load. And so I want to contribute. <laughs> no, Alex. I want to contribute to that Growing load. up, like, when you hung out with your friends when you did spring break, <laughs> did any one of them say, like, yo, do you guys want to all nut in this table? Wait till it dries, and then we just I snort it together. Not yeah, wait until it dries. Happened. Hair dry. Actually dry. <laughs> Right, like, maybe put it in uh, like a dehydration machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a good process of, because that way you're not, you know, that way you can get a good time lapse of, of the cum drying. Um, <laughs> it's just so funny too, because if you've ever snorted coke, you know, like it lands in the back of your throat mm. and like. <clears throat> <laughs> you got a little buzz from that or what? I mean, <laughs> a little bit. I, right? I mean, but just thinking about it, here my synapses are firing. I love that. <laughs> my, I love the idea so much. That that'll be for my next tour. Um, oh, but you, you uh, but continue. yeah, okay. Hell yeah. I'm not gonna dodge the question though. Butt sex. Right. <laughs> right. The the bucket list tour is very clever because everything's cohesive and, yeah. and has a narrative. So I've as painted into a corner as I felt the bucket list tour left me. Like where am I gonna go from here? I have figured out my wheels have been turning. And for my next tour, which uh, which would be called Steve O's Gone Too Far Tour. Transition. Close. You wouldn't, you wouldn't cut off your dick, though. I'm not going to cut off my dick, but I'm absolutely getting fake tits. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, now, I don't want to. I don't want to give away too much. But. But. What size? Uh, and where are you putting them? My 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 last podcast. Where are you putting the tits? In in the proper position, because there's <laughs> up down on your back. Yeah. I know, dude. But the jackass director told me to get like them on camel. my back, like a camel, but up down like that. I know, but as I told our jackass director that that will limit me and how much potential there is for bits to use with the tits. If they're on my back, it's like, there's no... Well, you're definitely going to get cummed on your tits, so wouldn't you rather that on your back? <laughs> there's no way you're not going to have one of your boys come on your tits. That's not an idea that I had on the list, but... Uh, <laughs> get but a bigger bucket, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. But now, here's 
Like, and, and, and Wait, can, got, can you add to that? Can you get the Brazilian butt lift as well? I, I, mean, I would say BBL is. You got to go BBL with them. I I am not ruling that out as a possibility, but uh, you know, and and fortunately, I have until next year. To, to really to really make Map it masterful, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how, to, to write it. How, how, how big are the tits? How big? Uh, dude, my last podcast guest was uh, the botched plastic surgeon, oh, Doctor wow. Terry Dubrow. Okay, he says I can go D. Wow. So you can go C then. What's that? If he says you can go D. You could probably go C. C is smaller than D. I dude. know. Isn't he the shitty? Isn't he the shitty surgeon? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going. He's had sex with one woman. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't I'm know going, anything dude, about dude, this. This Dr. Terry Dubrow podcast was the most fucking fascinating shit ever, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about like what's it going to take to break one, and he's like, he's like, uh, you know, you can get the, you can get your implants with extra saline, like like way extra saline. So if you do get punched by like a professional fighter in the <sighs> titty, it would rupture. And you want that. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> and and he, I mean, we, dude, we worked out so much creative with this guy. Like, I was like, if we got, like, if we got, like, a Capri Sun straw, <laughs> can, can I pop no. it in there and fucking actually take a sip? Have you filled it up with Capri Sun? Yo, exactly. Can we decide what goes in the tank? I, I, yeah, I did speak with him after that. Yeah, we can, we, we can at the very least dye the saline, if not just fucking use Capri Sun. Oh, yeah. that's far. So now I, 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 I want Yo, to. Ow. You don't get sepsis, or now, and, and here maybe. <laughs> here's, here's the thing: what's so so deeply important to me yeah. is that in taking this from sort of the jackass format to like the live comedy format, where yeah. where like it's actually a comedy show, and each bit gets paid off by the video clip. Right now, I. Unlike a jackass movie where everything just goes in the bag, like for my comedy show, I really needed to make sense and to be clever. Yeah. The way the bucket list is motivated by my relationship with my girl, I'm picturing that the Gone Too Far tour is motivated. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. No disrespect at all. Yeah. What size breasts does your girl have? <laughs> she, she went from uh, the committee to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Legacy. <laughs> You're gonna have bigger. bigger than 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 you. Than <laughs> this motherfucker's crazy, bro. You gonna do what? Is that not the like a, a, a legit joke that like it's it like faced with a man having fucking legit fake tits? Yeah. The more embarrassing thing would be the nipple ring. <laughs> yeah, that's way gayer. Yeah. <laughs> way gayer. That belly button ring got you gay. Even if you had if you had a belly button ring, we're all going, yeah. Yo, something's off with Steve, bro. Right. But, 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 um, in, in, How are you guys going to bone? Have you thought about, does she like tits? Have you asked your wife? She, she's she's your wife real. now, right? She, we're not married yet. We're, but you wear the wedding. I, it's a, I, I don't know, why, why is a woman supposed to indicate she's taken and not a man? It's, it's just misogynistic and bullshit. This is an engagement ring. Thank you. All I heard was you say, I drink a lot of cum. I drink a lot of What 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 was the ring thing you just said? I didn't understand. Uh, it's an engagement <laughs> ring. Out of respect to my girl, I wear ring. an engagement ring to indicate that I'm taken. Oh, but she also has an engagement ring. Yeah. Correct. So we believe in rings. Yeah. 
Yeah, but only when you would get engaged. You only wore a ring when you got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I would wear an engagement ring. Buy me one. Step up. But it's too late now. Socially, when, we when, don't when, do it. When we get, Step it up, ladies. When we get married, I'll <laughs> That's sexist to us. Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, wait, you're filling in with there, what? There, there's a little ridge there, and then, like, the actual wedding band. Oh, that's will, sick. Well, that's fire. that in, yeah. That's yeah. fire, bro. Thanks, man. I believe in clever shit. <laughs> I know you do. Right, and so for Gone Too Far, the, the clever premise of the show, what ties it all together is confronting middle age, right? I'm fucking going to be 48 years old in less than two weeks. Yeah. Wow. Like there's a arguably limited amount of time for me to be running around doing this jackass shit. Yeah. And so instead of like, instead of being... Like, oh man, is it creepy to watch me do this shit? Like, I'm just gonna take it on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share my experience confronting middle age with everybody, and yeah. I'm gonna make the point that I was personally fucking horrified to look into the mirror and discover that not only am I developing man boobs, but <laughs> that I've actually developed distinct dimples underneath them. <laughs> I actually have underboob. <laughs> yeah, that is so I have, hot. I have developed and, and it's 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 happening. I don't fucking like it. And That's I am hilarious. lashing out at the god who, who, who has fucking bestowed man boobs on me. And if fucking God is so insistent that I have man boobs, yeah. then fucking hey, let's go. We're D. going all <laughs> out. So every bit in the gone too far is Inspired by uh, by confronting middle age, which brings me to butt sex. <laughs> before, before we do butt sex, is okay. I want butt sex very badly with you. <laughs> okay. Your butt sex. I think. This is water. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I think um, it'd be really interesting to see. Oh, there is water in there. What? Yeah. What you guys do as you get older, because it almost adds another layer of uh, innocence. Like, you know how, like, the, what was it, the Mona Lisa just got a cake thrown on it, and some guy dressed I up saw, as an old woman. I didn't click on that one, but. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. The guy dressed up as an old woman, you would never think anything of an old woman. Right. And you guys have done this before, where, like, I think Knoxville dressed up as yeah, an old right, 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 grandpa, right. but real life. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, you get to get away with so much shit. Like, the older you get, as long as you guys are still wild, you're seeing an older dude do the right. craziest. Yeah, fu- yeah. Dude, imagine, like, the old guy balls prank, whatever it is in the gym, when right. it's really you sure. old. Sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm no stranger to touching water these days. So on, you saw the Knoxville website. That's actually oh, yeah, my yeah, balls. Yeah. You, got nice, <laughs> you got a nice hang, dude. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, man. Thanks. For real, dude. Um, now, as we went into Jackass 4, I um, was like legitimately concerned that as an ensemble cast that we're kind of past the point, like age-wise, that it's cute and fun and funny that maybe we've entered into the it's kind of creepy and and not funny you know mm-hmm. for us to be doing all this shit i was concerned that we're too old as a collective mm. to get away with it and have it be great mm-hmm. knoxville felt distinctly differently and very felt very strongly about it that the older you get the funnier, the funnier it is mm-hmm. and i mean if we're placing bets knoxville is winning but i've had such personal like just 
such a tough time watching like documentaries about Buster Keaton, that Stan and Ollie movie. Did you see the Stan no, and Ollie movie? No. It was about Laurel and Hardy and them like in their fucking sixties or seventies, like financially destitute, like just putting their bodies yeah. through this fucking shit. It was just so like the Judy Garland movie. Mm, yeah. The fact there's just there, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. endless examples of like things that put me in a depression, like yeah. a bad fucked up funk. And I yeah. don't I just don't want to be that. Yep. You know, I don't want to be that. But like with with the middle age thing, we're going into butt sex now. Yes. The uh, I'm, I'm I'm at an age. It's it's part of middle age. But you you got to go to the colonoscopy guy. Prostate. Uh, oh. Yeah, you gotta go get your prostate checked. You gotta get the finger up the butt. You gotta get the colonoscopy. You guys have done that though. That's been on Jackass. Understood. But nobody has gone to their colonoscopy doctor and asked, "How big can I go down there?" <laughs> How, what can I fucking fit in there? You know, and every. <laughs> the full fist. Colon off. Yeah, just grab it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, Dr. Terry Dubrow from yeah. Botch, he, he told us about before he was a plastic surgeon, he worked in like an ER. Some, they had a drawer. They called it like the glory drawer. Something of where they kept the items uh, that people had shown up with in their rectum that they couldn't get out. Oh, hilarious. And, and when they operate to get these items out of people's rectums, they, they actually make the incision in the front. Well, they have to, fuck. I assume. They, they got this huge thing. Like the guy that had the light bulb in there, they, you pull that out of his oh, ass, it right. shatters. shatters. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and, and dude, I've heard about like entire squirrels and shit. Like they, it, it's not uncommon. Like <laughs> I, I dare say every fucking hospital has had people show up with shit up their butt that they couldn't get out. And and, and it goes in the drawer, the glory drawer. <laughs> so, so I, I haven't had this conversation yet. You know, I will be, I will document everything meticulously. So I, but I'm way confident that when I ask the colonoscopy doctor, how big can I go putting shit up my butt, that knowing what I know about the glory drawer, the colonoscopy doctor is gonna be like, dude, no bueno, not happening, don't do it. He's going to probably aggressively talk me out of trying to put large objects How up my butt. How big you think you can go? <clears throat> well, <laughs> I'm, 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 I will not entertain any negativity from the colonoscopy doctor. <laughs> I will immediately go for a second opinion yes. from a gay porn star. <laughs> and I think I'm going to get a wildly different... Uh, prognosis. <laughs> so I've been thinking about what goes up my butt. What's my highest goal? And I almost got political. Oh, I thought wow. I could maybe take a gun off the streets, <laughs> melt it down, <laughs> melt it down, <laughs> get the whole gun up there. Do you think and, and Americans like- would give back their guns if they could first <laughs> jam it up Steve-O's ass? Do you think that's well, possible? Could liked, you unite America? Yes. <laughs> I liked the idea of the whole show representing like a, a grand journey to the gun shop where the guy shows up with a huge dick tattooed on his forehead, huge tits, fucking and talking about and thinking about shooting himself and then let me buy a gun, you know? <laughs> like, if anybody sold that guy a gun, that's a problem, yeah. no matter what country you live in. Yeah. And, you know, I just don't want to go political. So so my mind went elsewhere. Okay. Now, I'm, there's, here's what I've <laughs> It's funny that political is your line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much division in this country. <laughs> right, I don't need to alienate my audience. Yeah. Distraction therapy, though, I got you. Right. I got you. So um, I, what, I've, what I've been thinking about uh, is 
a clear, transparent PVC pipe. Okay. I would be able to make uh, the oh end goodness. of it, make the end oh of it, a, goodness, have it, have a, big it be end. a cone, yeah. you know, like the, a, a cone. I know a cone. To go in. <laughs> to go in. Now, I mean, you, who knows? You can go any, you know, yeah. any diameter. But how right? deep do you think you got? I, I think I think that I'd be pretty good. And, and if I can just get it. I think a, you're shallow, dude. <laughs> if, if I can get the, uh, the PVC pipe. Yeah. Like firmly, deeply in. And... Just sticking out a little bit, yeah. so that it's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not gay, dude. And nothing's touching you. Yeah, if you swallow the PVC pipe, like if it goes in there, and it just envelops it. Right. That might be a little bit gay, but as long as it's sticking out a little bit. I told. Do you have to go so big that you know it won't feel good? We don't know. I, I mean, if you go the right size, you're just a guy with tits who likes getting stuff in the <laughs> yeah, right. full discovery. Right, but 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 isn't it clever yeah. to, to really have every bit motivated? Yeah. Like by like I'm really like that's just my that's my deal. I wanna like raise the bar for crazy and I wanna actually you want to create a narrative. Make it, I want to create a narrative that's yeah, clever. I think that's smart. I think it's, it's like what what you said Bam noticed with the skate videos was, was it's hard to just watch a guy do the same grind or the same right. trick over and over again. Let's break it up. What you're seeing about the prank videos is, hey, it's hard to watch this prank, 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 right. prank. Why don't you create a narrative so we can follow this whole journey? Give me a so reason that, to tune in for so two hours. So we can be invested, invested yeah. in it, right. 100%. Elevated. Yeah, so, so I'm super stoked about that. I mean, and that's a great. The PBC thing is... Yeah. Berserk. Yeah, it's it. I mean, I feel like you're doing this just to prove a point to your wife. <laughs> you're well, like, I she... could take a PBC pipe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just want to argue, bro? Like, I what? Is... Tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that weird, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you whining? Right. Yeah. I, uh, is this the ultimate prank? It's against your wife. <laughs> That's the real video that you've been filming the whole time. <laughs> um, I think you're just taking away the arguments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't want to like, hear it. Uh, <laughs> um, it. Because like the way that I picture. I'm sorry, that, PVC pipe. Can you add like a... Uh, Something at the bottom that creates a seat and then just have a meal at a diner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a stool. Exactly. Like, and then like, go to a bar and like have a drink, but there's a whole like, like, the fa- like, the, like the fake levitating guy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> um, so this is what pitch meetings are like in Jack. Right. Way more fun. The, uh, yeah. The, uh, the idea that like middle age with the the prostate and the colonoscopy, like I picture it being the colonoscopy doctor and then the gay porn star. I imagined that I might develop a relationship with the gay porn star that was close enough that I would feel good about having the gay porn star actually blow a load into the PVC pipe. <laughs> but that was too much for my lady. Wow. She said, "You but can't have you something. can't have someone blow a load in your ass." And I said, "You're right." <laughs> You're right, babe. Like, uh, uh, hopefully, um, I can get Chris Pontius to just usher his beautiful, flaccid wiener into the PVC pipe. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say that. If the dick goes into the PVC pipe, it's not really touching. Right. But there is a dick inside. There's a dick. And you said, you had, that was your first question, was precisely, would you take a dick in the ass? 
And that's my answer. With some caveat. Almost. (laughs) Yeah. Safe, yeah, safe sex. When is this? <laughs> when is this coming out? I mean, dude, I'm, I'm not even gonna start putting it together until next year. I'm, I'm one in. I'm not the PVC play, but I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm rocking the bucket list tour for the rest of this. year. I want to help out with the prank. What, well, dude? Thanks, man. I love it. I, I, I want to help out with the prank, 100. percent Um, and it has to deal with cum. And heights. I mean, he loves it, heights. Dude, oh, no, no, I'm terrified of heights. I, I, I don't want to get my. I don't want to do any of the pranks. I just want to be there to like oh, cheer on. you on and like laugh about it. I, I want to get. I want to get mileage out of the the tits. That's why it's that like. That's your guy. You know, like there's there's ways to obscure a view of my like shoulders up so that. Someone walks in to like whatever the case may be, and, and then just they find tits out. out. Like yeah. I was thinking, maybe like a massage table, and I've got like a towel over my face, and I'm just laying there with the tits uh, out. And then the massage person comes in to give me a massage, and they're like, "How do they react?" You know? Yeah. There's uh, <laughs> we bought a smart car it's just for no purpose, but to crash it into a brick wall to make sure the airbags work, <laughs> which is known as an airbag test. But in my case, it's going to be a fun bag test. <laughs> you know, it's clever. <laughs> I like how you think about these stunts. Is stunt the right word for them? Stunt's absolutely the right word. Okay, because I don't want to misuse it because, you know, Fine. with comedy, people are like, how are your skits doing? Yeah, you know, right, right, People right, don't right, know right, the exact sure, thing. Sure. So, okay, I like how you think about the stunts. Kind of like how we think about jokes. Yeah, like bits. you can't just be punch me in the face and we'll videotape it. It's like, what is clever about right. how, how I want you to punch me in the face? Right. What is the best way for right. you to punch me in the how face? How do we set it up? Yes. What's the setup? Yes, yes, what, yeah, what's yeah. What's the beginning and middle of the year? What's the motivation? But, right. but do you do that because it's more challenging or do you do that because you're like, I need to elevate this both, art form? Both. It's the challenge is to elevate the art form. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's just that that's where it's at. And, and I really I genuinely care about earning my place in in the, the comedy circuit, if you will. You yeah. know, like I've worked really hard for a long time. Yeah. I, I did the comedy club grind for 11 years. Yeah. Before the show, we were talking about a three year comic, a five year comic, you know, at this point in like legit stand up comedy. Uh, I'm now a 12 year comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so what you got to do. You got to put in the hours on stage. Right. And and um, and so to go out there and say, hey, I'm going to mix comedy and stunts. Like it can't be a hodgepodge, man. It's, you know, what do you think about like YouTube being this destination for stunts and these, I mean, you look at like the Nelk boys, you look at all these groups of people who probably grew up watching you guys and then have gone on to have tons of success doing it. Are, are you looking at this going, wow, we inspired a generation or are you looking at like they're jacking our shit? <clears throat> is it love? Is Neither. it admiration? Is it? Neither. And, and what a fascinating dynamic, man. I, um, uh, I, I had like the run with Jackass up until the third movie, which came out in 2010. And I was I was newly sober in in 2010. I was starting with the comedy in 2010, and um, the comedy was in its infancy. I had no idea if it was going to work, but I was just giving it hell and trying my best. And, and uh, I was very unsure about that. Come 2013, 
the one gig I had on TV, I got fired from. Mm. And Knoxville was making the Bad Grandpa movie, you know, under the Jackass name. Jackass Presents. And it was like, wait a second, dude. They're making a Jackass movie without us. You know, like we got Timberlaked. Mm-hmm. Now I'm yeah. the Jackson Four, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm fucking Tito, yeah. you know. Like, dude, and I was—I had the darkest, fucked up year. Yeah. Like, uh, I was, you know, I was really in a in a fucking funk. And um, at one point in that year, uh, some guy, a manager, called me into a meeting to talk about managing me. And this guy, 2013, and we're talking a decade ago, and he says, dude, it's all about the digital space. You got to have a YouTube channel. You got to have a podcast. You got to be cranking on social media. That's where it's at. And, and, And I was like, listening to this, and I thought, okay, I'm hearing what he's saying, but it sounds like he's describing me doing a bunch of work to create all this great content by myself and he's not describing he does shit. And the proposal is that he gets 10% of everything that I do. And on top of that, I felt like, dude, like I've been in like number one box office movies. Like I'm like, you know, like it felt like such a depressing demotion to be like, now mm-hmm. I'm uploading YouTube videos, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 and, yeah. and, and um, the fact was that I was just in such a fucking dark, depressed spot. Um, that I just, to keep my sanity, I just fucking, and my, my other buddy was like, dude, I'm killing it in YouTube. Like yeah. fucking, you know, he taught me how to edit. Yeah. And now I no longer needed any fucking permission from any fucking corporate asshole to allow me to do something. Now I just do whatever the fuck I yes, want. Sir. So back then, that was 2013 when I launched my YouTube channel. Yep. And that was where, like, I didn't even, I did not think that there was any, like real money in what I was doing. I thought it was kind of embarrassing, but I was just doing it to keep myself sane. Yeah. And then over the years since then, we've seen the emergence of the Logan Pauls, the fucking Nelk Boys. I just watched a video. Uh, the, the title of it was something like the influencer bubble is going to pop, you know? And it was like, it said that these fucking YouTube people are now making as much or more than bona fide fucking A-list stars yeah, and, more. And, and fucking more. And, and like top athletes. Way more. And top and, athletes is is yeah, close. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. Think so. But but as far as like bona fide movie stars, like the years of the twenty million dollar movie star done. Like the I mean maybe Tom Cruise for like a top gun if he's getting points in the movie, that kind of stuff. But like nobody's paying Will Smith twenty million for a movie anymore. They're just not bringing in the money. Right. So those numbers are going way down. And the YouTubers, I mean, you look at like Jake, you look at Logan, look at what they're bringing in. Obviously they have other endeavors, but like they're making big fucking money. YouTube is television now. Yeah. Back in the day when we grew up and we were watching Jackass and even before that, you just turned on the TV and whatever came on, you kind of watched. Right. That's YouTube. There's still the pay channels, still the HBOs and the streaming sure. networks, the Netflix, et cetera. Those things still exist just like they existed back then. We have very specific content that you'll tune in for. But in terms of just popping on the TV and leaving something out, that's YouTube. TV's fucking done. And I, I don't know, for me, I just want to be where the people are. And I think that that's right. what you realized very early I mean, on, too. I mean, dude, I'm so fucking thankful yeah. that— uh, Doesn't it feel better to, to have your destiny own, in your own hands? Yeah, 100%. It's like— I, I took control of my own shit, yeah. and uh, 
And dude, that that in 2013, man, I was in that fucked fucked up funk. And at the time, the biggest people in the the prank space on YouTube were Roman Atwood and this guy Vitali. Yeah. And I collaborated with both of Smart. them. Double upload where I did a thing on their channel. They drove all their traffic to my channel. Like it was like That's a quad. Cool. It was a quadruple yeah. fucking collab. Yeah. In every direction. Yeah. And. Uh, and and the day that I launched my YouTube channel, I went from zero subscribers to like way over a hundred thousand. Wow! Yeah. And in like within like two or three days, my lawyer was calling up saying that like the big agencies wanted to get of you course, in for a meeting. Of course, of course. Yeah. You know, you, like I yeah. had no agent, and um, you know, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Simple as that. You I, build I, it, yeah, I, I, again, have no fucking agent. Like, uh, <laughs> but you don't need it now. Yeah, I don't. You do everything you want to do. You create the things you want to create. Right. If people want to buy in, they buy in. If they don't, you just right. do it for the people that already love you and they want to see what you got to do. It's very simple. It's the best way to create. Right. You just have to, I don't know if you struggle with this. Some people struggle with this idea, especially if they're older. Like, they validate themselves through, like, the network names and the brand names. So they're like... Well, if I'm not in a movie, then I'm not doing something. When they right. realize that, like, the kids that watch you, right? they never saw you on TV, bro. Right. They only know YouTube. YouTube mm-hmm. is right. TV to them. Sure. Matter of fact, if you're like, yeah, I have this movie jackass out there, like, Dude, who gives a fuck? I just— These like, kids have been going to Zoom classes. They're, they don't go out to the movie theater anymore. Right. It's a new generation. As an example, uh, a dear friend of mine has a stepson— who just graduated from this like ultra elite high school, which Kanye West's kids go to. He raps about their high school. Maybe they're not in high school, but the same school. Like uh, Sierra Canyon. Exactly it. Sierra Canyon. LeBron's kids. LeBron's kids go there. Kanye. This fucking kid, this kid is on LeBron's Instagram page. And like, he's completely unfazed by that. But when he found out that I was collaborating with Steve Will Do It and the Nelk Boys, the Couldn't kid's fucking head, yeah. his, his head exploded. <laughs> yeah. They're like, dude, you used to be like a fucking run of the mill, fucking whatever. And now because of your affiliation with the Nelk Boys, no, you are real. the coolest fucking kid in my entire house. Because the cool thing about now is that the creators are the validators. Back in the day, it was like you had to be on MTV, you had to be on HBO and one of these channels. Now you could be on the channels, but if it's not hot, it means nothing. You can have a show on Netflix, but if nobody's watching it, nobody gives a fuck. Right. Like there are people who have NBC sitcoms right now that you and I don't know are even on the air. Yeah. That didn't happen back in the day. But if you do something with the Nelk Boys, everybody's going, oh shit, he's popping. I, I will absolutely agree with you on the network television but I'm going to push back on the Netflix piece because with the, with the Netflix, number one, like uh, there is no such thing as a flop because they don't reveal their numbers. And number two, like the, the like when, when you had your Netflix special, your multi-part special yeah. come out, that changed your life, right? Not even close. Not even close? Did less. Wow. I did it for boomers. I did it because boomers still wow, need dude. to see the validation. That, that, that's some wind in my sails, bro. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like I did it for people, to be honest, like you, they go you see you see me have a Netflix special next to my name, you're like, oh, he's legit. How do you explain Bert Kreischer? Bert is is a Bert will tell you this to his face. Bert is a marketing genius one, has an amazing live show too. 
But three is a viral sensation. It is YouTube that blew him up. He had a Showtime special that he ripped off. If you look at anybody selling tickets right now, none of them are doing it because of Netflix. Wow. You look at the people really, I mean this. None of them are doing it because of Netflix. None of them are doing it because of HBO. None of them are doing it because of TV. There's a lot of people who have those specials, but they're not doing it. The, the, The people who are selling tickets right now are on YouTube. They're either releasing specials on YouTube. They have podcasts on YouTube. They're able to build in that space. And the beautiful thing about you having your own YouTube is every time you do something big, it drives people back to your content. For sure. There are people that you're going to watch on this thing, and they're going to be like, oh, I didn't even know he had a podcast. Boom, right. spike. Oh, I, 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 we haven't mentioned my podcast. I don't. You know. have a podcast. <laughs> it's insane. But listen, the beautiful thing about YouTube is... You don't need to mention shit. YouTube alone, YouTube though. mentions it. <laughs> yeah. Watching it, and all of a sudden right here, it's like, yo, you might like this. Right. And you go, you will say to YouTube, YouTube, I don't like that. And then yeah. the next day it goes, I think you're going to like this. <laughs> I don't like that. And then three days later, it keeps recommending it. You're like, fine. Uh, and then well, you watch they, it. They, they, they're going to, yes and no. But, but dude, give me uh, my, my, uh, my van podcast studio idea is pretty solid. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's great. You do this podcast out of your van. And it's called Wild Ride. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I like clever, dude. <laughs> you know, it's in, a, it's in a vehicle, dude. And because I had so much trouble with the idea of jumping on the bandwagon, for years I had been so annoyed. Mm. Countless times, just the most, please don't ask me, will you do my podcast? Please don't ask, please don't ask. Oh, he asked. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, no, I don't want to do your fucking stupid podcast. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to do it. And, and, I, and I, I just so resisted the idea of asking celebrities, will you do my podcast? I, I thought, fuck, okay, if I'm going to do this, at the very least, let me say whenever and wherever is most convenient. I will Smart. bring the studio to you to make it utterly painless. Hop in, hop out, done. In and yeah. out, painless. Yeah. Great and, idea. Uh, and it's just a cool gimmick. It's a great angle on it. It, it makes it a lot easier to uh, and to ask that annoying question. 100%. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, everybody has an hour if it's right outside their yep. house. Yeah. If it fits into what I'm already doing, it's easy. You're filming a movie? Oh, you got an hour that you're going to break down? Boom, we'll do it. I'll drive to you. I'm telling you. Where, I mean, I think I think Logan and them are doing that. They're they're oh, moving their set around. Mm. Logan, is, yeah, because those guys moved to Puerto Rico to not pay taxes. Love yeah, that idea. Yeah, they're very smart. Love that idea. We moved back to New York so we could pay more taxes. Mm. And, and this idea. <laughs> and even more money on a studio that we cannot move. Right. You have to come here. Right. That being said... We have wives. <laughs> what did you do? And we can make the, the pandemic. Like, yeah. Things. Say again. What did you do during the pandemic, podcast-wise? Were you on Zoom? No, no. We did a couple, but like we were, we we had our studio in Brooklyn, so the pandemic was phenomenal for us. Yeah. And then Miami. Oh yeah. Then we moved to Miami for four months. Nice. We did a Netflix special. We did these turn your phone videos that were just awesome, and that I remember the, the turn Netflix your phone. special. So like, did it start out as a turn your phone? Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. the, the first time I saw you was on Rogan's Instagram. Mm. Yeah, Rogan was and he's what? just the fucking man. He's always being supportive. And, yeah. and, and fuck, dude, I was just like, this guy, I think you were sending me Andrew's turn your phone Respect, clips. bro. Thank you. But yeah, we were doing it, and uh, it was just, it was, it, was a, it was a cool time for us because we were focused on, I guess, two things. But we also had the studio. We had the facility built in. Not everybody right. had that. So... Yeah, you got to so, take advantage of those, man. So uh, the New York comedy scene yeah, compared to the L.A. comedy scene, what's the difference? 
You're a little instigator, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to the LA Comedy Scene website. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> no, what is, what is the difference I, now? I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, the when LA, you say comedy, LA comedy scene. Do you mean Austin comedy scene? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is on fire. <laughs> I mean, like what happened? What what we know the modern LA comedy scene is what we know is was really like the Joe Rogan comedy scene because yeah. if you right. went there before Rogan really turned the comedy store into what we all know it to be. It was a depressing fucking place. Like, I remember, like, years ago, over a decade. Rogan going and in also the old Booker before Rogan, nobody liked. Right. And then there, a new Booker yeah. got in, and then yeah. Adam, I believe his name was. Yeah, yeah. And then they really turned that place around. And then, I mean, Rogan's just superstardom. And then there was other right. guys who just fucking exploded. And there was that. There was just this amazing energy. Like, I remember going over there. And as a New York comic, initially, I'm like, ah, these motherfuckers are soft with their big act-outs and shit. Like, what the fuck is this? And I remember going over there and be like, oh, my God, there's a fucking energy here. And these motherfuckers are hilarious. And like, it was just some stupid rivalry that we like make up in our fucking heads. And uh, I don't know, to like justify why we are where we are. Uh-huh. And um, the energy was unbelievable in that, in that fucking room. I mean, there was three rooms, multiple shows, everything. And I remember being there going, wow, this is where it is. This is the energy. And now with Rogan there, I was there not too long ago. It's just it's not the same, bro. The feeling is not the same. He also took a segment with him. Yeah. Took a chunk yeah, of people. He took, he, he took the people too. Yeah. Bert, I think Bert is moving. No, Bert, is Bert still there? Tony. I think Bert, I think Bert, no, Bert's still in LA, but Bert, Tom Segura. Bert just he's on, on the road, yeah. Like uh, their couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, he, you know. Not yeah. to say their couch, but like he's just, like they've got their two bears cave yeah. in um, Austin. In Austin. Yeah. So I think that. That uh, Bert's doing a lot of commuting. Yeah, you know, I like think whenever he's got he family in LA, his kids are there. He probably don't know yeah. move him. But yeah. like he's all over the place doing comedy. Dude, he's not like, Bert Kreischer, I fucking I love great. that guy. He's just a, he's a, he's a great I fucking guy. love him he's so best. much. He's a great guy. I love him. But yeah, man, the the New York scene. I mean, you should you should explore the New York scene a little bit. I, mean, I would love to, man. I don't spend nearly enough time out here. The difference and, between New York and LA is. In New York, well, you can... in, in L.A., it's more like sex scandal. And in New York, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like what, what's the scandal for you guys? Is it... I don't know if we have scandal. No, no, We're no. We're not famous enough. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not enough fame going on in the New York scene for there to be a scandal. Wow. You have to reach a certain level of success <laughs> to get me to. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a crime otherwise. <laughs> No, but I think what the difference is you can make a living doing spots here. Okay. And in LA, at least when I would go back in the day, you couldn't make a living doing spots. So the LA comics were much more industrious. Like there's no question that the podcasting exploded in LA because these people are like, I need to find a way to feed my family. Right. And I need to make a living and I'm not going to do it getting paid. Paid like seven dollars and fifty cents at the Improv. Like I remember once right. I did a spot at the at the LA Improv, which is a great club, and they gave they gave they made me sign like a paper, sure, and they gave me an envelope and there was change it. There was like two quarters, <laughs> and I just I, I handed it back and I was like, it's I, okay, buddy. Like, as just, a uh, to the waitress or something. It's like I don't know if it was a matter of principle, but just like they, there were so many times that for years at the Laugh Factory, I was like, yeah, just keep know, it, give yeah. it to the staff. You give it to the yeah. staff. but like. There is also an energy that is, this is this whole city is bigger than stand-up. New York, if you go to be a stand-up, you find stand-ups, you hang out with stand-ups. L.A., that's impossible. You're surrounded all the time by 
everyone doing everything. Mm, and right. so I think it, you just naturally gravitate to that. I think spot pay definitely is a factor, mm. but also the energy, even when I wasn't getting spot pay in New York, I would go to LA and I'm just around guys filming everything. Like King Batch is a guy and yeah. I wasn't, I mean, he did stand up after he got famous, I think, but I don't oh, think. Yeah. I, I never knew about him doing stand up. He does it now, but I think oh. it's just Vine. Like that cracked off there. We yeah. were laughing at that shit. I yeah. mean, yeah. LA is built around Hollywood. It's built around right. yeah. filmmaking. That's what it's for. And that's why you go there. And, I don't think anybody is going there specifically to do just stand-up. It's, I love stand-up. I want to get great at stand-up. And I'd also like to do these other things that are within the film industry. And nobody comes to New York to be in film. Nobody comes to New York to be in TV. If you're coming to New York to do stand-up, you're just coming because you love stand-up. And then maybe you're hoping you get a writing job on a show that might shoot here. Right. But if you come to New York to be an actor and a comic, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. Go to L.A. Like, it's built there for you. Bill Bird did what? Went to New York to be an actor and a comic. He was an idiot for that. <laughs> okay, and what happened? He came here and he became the best comic. Uh, Acting is still getting there. Right. <laughs> so it's like, but he is the best. Yeah. Because that motherfucker, you know, earned his chops. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he goes to L.A. and he's the best actor. And then we miss out on some of the fucking best bits ever. He, he's putting together a movie right now. Yeah. That uh, he, that he directed and starred in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, dude. Maybe he's the no, best. No, I think he's a honestly think he's a good actor. I think his point is it just took so long to him yeah. right. for him to get the opportunity. Even Breaking Bad was like what 2012 or whatever the fuck. This is this is where two Netflix specials in. Yeah, like this is the thing with Bill. It's like Bill's so fucking prolific as a comic. He can never be that great as an actor. Like He's a tough one. Yeah, it's like you'd have to be Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. <laughs> as an actor to compete with where you are as a comic. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like if he sucked at comedy and then we saw him acting, we'd be like, oh, that's his fucking thing. Right. But we're comparing him to who he is. Like even right. with Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy was so fucking amazing as a comic. Did Eddie Murphy ever have a uh, new special come out? Didn't he have a deal to do a new special? It's supposed to be that seventy-five million dollar yeah, back Eddie that deal. Yeah, never came never out, happened. right? No. Well, I mean, he's got to, you know, he's got to go on the tour. He's got to do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. that's the part he doesn't seem. to Okay, really so what do. the fuck are these people like? Uh, Gabriel Iglesias filmed a special Hero, in Dodger though. Stadium. Unbelievable. Hero, unbelievable, fucking amazing. But how, what do you do about the? Oh, dude, I, I actually asked this question. I got a... Uh, do about what? Film people film. fucking cell phone, you know? Again, oh, them videotaping? I mean, they, they could do that yonder shit. The yonder shit is, is like, prohibitively expensive, at least to me. So, yeah. so I just, because I have the video component, I start with a video of me saying, please... Like you're not invited. To if you steal see someone show. filming, yeah. beat the yeah, shit out of exactly. them. Exactly. Something someone, like that. Out. Yeah, for sure. And I find money. that very effective. But uh, I was told that Adam Sandler had, dude, and this is fucking genius. He has a, an audio guy record every single show that he does, and then submit the file to YouTube to all the things, so that. Like the the copyright mm. that can pick up if anybody posts Ooh. a clip, it's gonna match that audio and it's gonna get marked up. <laughs> what a surprise! A the answer. Jewish guy found out how to save money. <laughs> Shocker! Yeah, I mean, dude, where were you on that one, dog? I mean, that's pretty that brilliant. That's fucking genius. brilliant. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I really, really like that. People don't realize how how expensive it is to have your special leaked. 
Oh, dude. Like if it takes you, let's say, a year or two minimum to develop a really great hour and someone leaks that before you can tour it. Even worse. What if they fucking record it and leak it before you've gotten it to that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Like when the bits just aren't there. So now yeah. that there's this version of you that isn't as good as you know you are. Right. And now people are like, well, I don't need to go see that. But it's just, I guess people realize how like delicate this is for us. Like this is how we make a living and it takes so long to develop the material that we have to monetize that material. We go on these long tours because we want to perform in front of people, but also because this is how we make a living. And if you give away our living. Right. Yeah. It's fucked up. And and, and there's some, I think most people might like snap a shot or they have a few seconds. They're not good. But the people who are like, I specifically want to film you and put the whole thing, like what they did to Louis C.K., the person like, Uh, I didn't hear about that. Went to a comedy club, I think in Long Island, and like recorded the whole set and uploaded it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you asshole, man. Right. And then who was the Broadway guy that like has his dick out and then Louis (laughs) C.K.? Jesse Williams. Uh-huh. That, that that was the thing. Oh yeah, it, but let leak that, boy. If I'm <laughs> built like that, so yeah, leak that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's your PVC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. All right, man. Well, fuck, dude. What else, bro? Man, I think I'm just so appreciative you came in, my brother. Yeah, How long are you in town awesome. for? We're we're uh, here tomorrow. We fly home tomorrow night. Oh, that's it. Because yeah. I know you're filming something you can't talk about. Yeah, it's a, a, a very secretive, confidential. Lucrative thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is really cool to see you transition to stand up and take it seriously, but still make it your own. Well, thank That's you, a man. very cool thing to see because a lot of people will just do it and it's a money grab. And I get it. Do your thing. But it's much cooler what you're doing. I appreciate that a lot, man. And uh, I mean, to, to do the, the comedy club circuit and make it back around the loop. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's kind of the. Anybody can get one lick. Yeah. Yeah. If they come back, that's when you start to see if you actually have a show. Right. Louis said once, he's like, uh, every great show that you do buys you one bad one in the market. Hmm. Wow. I like that. You know? And I thought that was a really good way of putting it. It's like, if you go and kill in Vancouver, they'll come back the next time you're in Vancouver. Right. If you suck in Vancouver, they're not coming back. Mm -hmm. So I think that- yeah, I think that just time exposes people who are using stand-up as like a quick money grab. Yeah. Right. And if you've been putting the time in and you've been creating something that's unique to you, then you should you should be good, man. I'm curious about the show. Now I wanna I wanna check out the show. Well, thanks, dude. I'm I'm yeah. I'm tremendously proud of what I've done with uh Is your dad proud? Bu- he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's proud of the business. <laughs> it's like, you know. Do you ever tell him like like he was the CEO of Coke? I had enough of this guy (laughs) not approving of you. He sells diabetes to black people. Like, he's a piece of shit. He's a drug dealer. You're just getting cummed What's the big deal? Not only did he's not only was I born into like the the soft drink program, but when he left the soft drink program, he became a corporate executive for R.J. Reynolds Tobacco. How dare he judge you? How dare he judge you? He wants to kill your whole mom's side of the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. He, 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 what he, type of tobacco specifically? Menthols? Uh, well, um, <laughs> J. R. J. Reynolds Tobacco was in charge of Camel, Joe Camel. Oh, they're Marketed fucking monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy and, hates kids, dude. That's right. why you don't want to have him. That's why he neglected you. You want to keep you alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh and during the eighties, the cigarettes were uh 
um, found to be not good for you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so the tobacco companies uh, started buying up food companies, and Dad became a corporate executive for RJR Nabisco. So he started fucking selling cookies, dude. Wow. <laughs> this guy, dude. Soda, cigarettes, and fucking cookies. He's a man. drug dealer, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Your dad's a fucking Taliban, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's also uh, intimately involved in my business. Oh, know? really? Yeah, very much. He so. helps you on the business side. Yeah, and and I can say proudly that dad's not. My, my relationship with dad isn't great because. You, I'm do you sick. do that? You say dad in front of other people who have dads as if it's all of our dads. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Some people do that, right? Yeah, some people do, do that. that. Yeah. All right. My dad. I don't yeah. mind it. That's I like that. I like odd that. hang up he has. No, it's a weird thing. Yeah, his daddy said that we uh, could okay. all come over. Daddy. 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 You're making it creepy. I say what? You're making no, it creepy. No, a new girl like you're dating and then she'll just call okay. her dad. Hey, like, apologies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But um, my wife does that sometimes. <laughs> I'm dad. <laughs> I'm dad now. Okay. My, my dad and I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great relationship. Yeah, yeah. Not because I'm successful, rather I'm successful because we have a great relationship. Mm. That's fire, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks, man. That's like, fire. First contract I ever like had was was for real TV in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Dad, the, you know they fucking they want uh, exclusive rights to the footage of me on fire, fire breathing while I'm flipping off the roof of the three-story building, and they want to give me 500 bucks. And exclusive means I don't own it anymore. And, and I was a little more animated than that. <laughs> Dad said, calm down. Uh, you know, decide at which point it's a, bre- a deal breaker. Draw a line in the sand and stick to it. If uh, It sounds like exclusivity is a, a deal breaker for you. So why don't you go back, say non-exclusive, and I want a 1,000. Let's go. So I called back, and I got non-exclusive and a 1,000. And, and Dad's been in my corner ever since. Mm. Wow. I love that. Is yeah. there a moment that you have with him where maybe he didn't, yeah. Say it, but he was, you were like, I, he's very Dude, proud of you. Well, yes. And like, I, I went to the University of Miami out of high school, yeah. fucked up in every way, kicked out of I the dorms, yeah. failed out of classes, upped and dropped out, became homeless. Aye. And uh, I was homeless for like fucking three years, had the government testing drugs on me for money because I had too much pride to ask dad for help. Oh, God. Sorry, my dad. <laughs> And uh, and I ended up uh, finding out about Clown College. I went to Ringling Brothers and Barnum yeah, Billy yeah. Clown College, and Dad was not fucking feeling it, dude. Yeah, you yeah. know, she like he was not fucking feeling it. And after I graduated from Clown College on his own initiative, he said, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I want to tell you that I feel I've done a disservice to you by not supporting you in this career path that you're clearly committed to." Oh, wow. And he's like, Dad grew up; uh, his family was all. PhDs, theologians, clergymen, fucking zoology, you know, decorated academics in, a, in every form. And dad was the black sheep for going into business. Uh, he said, I didn't choose a career path that my dad mm. supported for me. And de- my dad said to me, hey, you didn't become what I, what I would have chosen for you, but since you're committed, I want you to just be the best you have. And he said, this fucking... I just... <laughs> <laughs> and he pledged to support me, and that put a lot of wind in my sails. That's and that's why. I, Beautiful. That was 1998. And then uh, I think it was like, if not the same year, it was like just a matter of months later, I saw that real TV commercial. It said, if you've got some video footage that you think we 
you might want to see, send it in. And I called him up and I left. I said, I have, I don't have footage you might want to see. I have footage you need badly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I sent it in. And they, all they wanted was the fire-breathing front flip off the three-story building. I'm like, seriously? Out of all the fucking shit I sent you, that's all you want? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so my, my dad's the shit. And, and you're the shit. So thank you for having me. Dude, yeah, thank man. you so much for being you. here. Uh, I I'm, can't I'm sorry for all the gay shit. <laughs> I'm sorry for all the. I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really stoked for you, man. I mean this. Yeah, and I, and I came up watching you, and I always thought that you're incredibly entertaining, and it's cool that you. Have positioned yourself where you're in control of your destiny, and I think a lot of a lot of guys that are in your situation in entertainment in general, not just because they're doing stunts, but they're doing TV, they're doing film, whatever. They just don't have that type of control, and you know when they stop becoming like the hot thing in the industry, they go on tough times. And I think you've kind of built something where you get to decide whether your times are tough or not, and I admire that, and I think it's great. I appreciate that a lot, man. Thank so we you. got if you need anything, you let us know, man. Yep, yeah, okay? I love it, man. Thank Steve-o, you, Steve-O. Go take out the The legend.